So we're going to talk about stress. And um, for me, I think stress has been a very misunderstood concept. Um, I don't deny its existence, but I certainly was wrong about its intentions. I think stress is an additional motivational force which wants you to do something. And the way stress manifests in you is on the occasion when you don't really know what to do while you have a lot of motivation to do something. It may be because of external forces, it may be because of internal forces, but the stress, is ab stress about stress is the bigger deal than the stress itself. So our relationship with the stress is something which would be really good to examine. And what I would suggest, and I have this interactive style of discussion, so what I would suggest is that um, all of us turn towards each other, preferably towards someone who you did not, did not come with today, and just have a couple of minutes to talk about how stress manifests in you, like what happens. It's not about what you are stressed about. We can go hours on that part some other time. <laughs> we will just talk about when you are stressed, what happens? Do you lose your sleep? Do you feel sweaty? Do you feel worried? And I know it's an uncomfortable place to be. And maybe that's not what you signed up for today. But we are going to do it. <laughs> so how about if you all turn towards each other, and I'll remind you of time. Uh, just talk about when you are stressed, what happens? So what I want to mention today particularly is that stress is very misunderstood. It has good intentions. It, has, it is good at heart. It's trying to do something. And in this church, we talk a lot about transforming ourselves. And actually, stress is one way we can see which can transform ourselves. We can use the force of stress to change the way we are develop some wholesome habits, and change our experience. And we'll talk more about all of this. One topic up front I want to also deal with is goals. Many of us have goals in our lives. We want to have better health. We want to have a better future. We want to have better career. We want better future for our children, for our planet, and all of that. And whenever we talk about stress management around these goals, we think about trying to manage that stress in a way where the stress is always going to be there, it is always going to be bothering us, and then we will have this like Cold War kind of relationship with it. I don't recommend that. What I recommend is that you look at your goals themselves as something which may be causing you stress, or maybe the way you connect with your goals may be causing you stress. Maybe you do want to save the world. Maybe you do want to fight climate change. Maybe you do want to get ahead in your career. But the way you are thinking about all of this may be something which is causing you more stress. I also want to deal with the idea of a fixed identity. Oh, I am like this. I am lazy. I am not motivated. I am too motivated. I am always a worrying person. I am this and I am that. Let's set that aside. Nobody has told you that you have to be this way. We can change our personality. If we really do the work inside, we can change the way we are in order to feel better, in order to have a better experience for ourselves and also around us, for people around us. 
Let's, I did promise in this talk that I'm going to talk about stress management life hacks. So let's do that a little bit. And then I'll go back to some of these core topics again. So stress in physical sciences and engineering is a force divided by area. So if anybody has like science background, you can understand that. But let me stand so that everybody can see me. So force divided by area means that smaller the area, worse you're going to feel with it because the force is going to feel much more intense. So as you may have experienced in your life, at least I have in many decades, is that it's very, very hard to control my circumstances. It's very hard for me to change my health, my how people think about me, how I think about the world. My internal and external forces are always going to be there, but I can make myself bigger. When I make myself bigger, the force divided by area, the overall result is that I feel less stress. Strain, on the other hand, is defined in physics as something which is change in shape divided by the original shape. It may sound strange, but strain is actually a good thing. It can change us, it can reform us in something which will be better for us. In psychology, stress is a feeling of emotional or physical tension. It can come from an event or thought that makes you feel frustrated, angry, or nervous. Stress is also your body's reaction to challenge or demand. The body is trying to tell you to do something. My personal experience with stress and pressures in my life has been that the end result is generally positive. However, it did feel awful until I was able to put it in perspective and bring those pressures within the range of what I could handle, I could appreciate or tolerate without my mind-body system throwing a big fuss about them. It also resulted in changing many of my habits so that I can absorb these forces better. The idea I want to pursue today is that we are not helpless. We can do something about it. In the last 18 months, I have been stressful in my life. I work at a startup where the work is really exciting, people are really talented, and for the most part, I feel driven. Particularly for the last six months, I feel so driven and enthusiastic that often I work more than my capacity, and I end up feeling mentally and physically exhausted, emotionally exhausted. And before this, I was worried about losing my job. There is always something which is going on in my life which can cause me stress. Your circumstances may be different. Many of you may not be working at a startup, but at the same time, you may have circumstances which are causing you stress. COVID and work from home, something which we all can relate to, did not make things easy either. Often, I could not completely say to the other person what I really wanted to say, because it was over a video call. At home, the three of us in my family were figuring out how to navigate these new phase of our lives while having way too much time with each other than we ever had. I realized that I had to do something really different to not only survive, but thrive in this. I thought that, and this was many months ago, I thought that I will throw entire kitchen sink of stress management stuff I know, and even learn new ones. And it worked. Not only my stress got into control, it strained me into a new me. Notice that brilliant use of my earlier reference? 
The new me is much more relaxed, comfortable, and positive. Many of my old habits and the feelings and emotions feel like old memories, and I continue to grow. First and foremost, I thought that I will do something which has been helping me for many years, and that was meditation. I continued to sit for 45 minutes to one hour every day, even though it did not feel very pleasant like it used to before. I set a couple of retreats, 10 day each, to learn meditation more, and I felt much relaxed and comfortable with my body and my experience after that. I have done a lot of personal work through therapy over the last 20 years, and this time I just stuck to it much longer. Instead of stopping in two, three months, just when I was about to feel better, I stuck to weekly sessions this time for nine to ten months, and that helped me to be in touch with my feelings. Opened up a lot of knots of shame, fear, anger, and excitement. I'm pretty sure many of you can relate to this. I realized that I also had to be physically active, so I dusted off my short physical routine, which is seven minutes workout by Johnson and Johnson. I started doing that much more regularly. I added 15 minutes of bike ride, and recently, once or twice, I started going for group classes. This is an investment. I really hate doing while I am doing it, but it does make me feel better overall. It avoids pain and fatigue in the evening, and I think of it as a tax I need to pay in the morning to have a better future in the evening. My company introduced me and all the people managers to a sleep coach. What a wonderful concept! I love talking to her, and she had a lot of great suggestions. She told me quite a few ways to avoid morning anxiety, which many of the people feel when they wake up. I just want to do a quick poll here on the Zoom as well as here. How many people feel, if you're comfortable raising your hand, feel that your sleep is not perfect? Your sleep is not as good as it could be. So we have company, and I'm going to spend a lot more time on sleep in a little bit. Other stress management life hacks I used was to connect with my immediate family a lot more. I started enjoying those times and even the times when we argued or disagreed. Overall, I started feeling much more fluid in my life. I realized that I could do something about something, and I could do nothing about many things. I saw the force and flow of life, and eased into it. Like Eeyore, I found my tail. Let's come back to some concepts of stress. With zero stress, we will not be motivated to do anything. We will not even get up to have a drink of water, get food, or connect with friends. We need some stress. With a lot of stress, we will be bend bending out of shape. So, in that sense, stress is a given in our life. However, the outcome of the stress is not given. And as long as we allow it to change us. And continue to build wholesome habits, we will start to thrive. Now the question is, how do we build those wholesome habits, and how do we know that they are wholesome to begin with? Well, we can experiment. We can, for example, overeat like I did yesterday at lunch and see how we feel, and we can eat well and good like I did the day before and see how we feel. My teacher Doug often says. That we are we are free to run our experiments, but 
we need to pay attention to the results. Another simple paradigm he suggested was to ask yourself, what would be good for you when you're switching from one point to another? Let's say you get up from here, what would be good for you to do? Let's say you're watching TV, and after two or three episodes of TV, when you know you're not liking it anymore, it's not giving you as much as it was, you could ask yourself, what would be good for me? I did that a few weeks ago, and the answer was going for a walk. And I loved that walk more than any other time I have walked. Sometimes the answer could be having a drink of water. Sometimes taking a chance and calling a real person, perhaps a friend, if they are interested to hang out. Often when I feel exhausted in the evening, the answer comes out to be taking a shower. And that 10 minutes alone by myself and hydration takes off all the stress and brings me back in balance. Talking about hydration, I also started drinking turmeric tea and liquid IV, and which both make me re feel really good. Answers may be different for you. The point is that you may want to experiment. Sometimes, instead of reaching out for the phone when I think what would be good for me, the answer is to reach for a magazine. And as a side note, I highly recommend having a subscription to a paper magazine. It is not the same as book, because book doesn't mind if you don't read it. But the subscriptions, they keep coming. <laughs> they build a positive pressure on you so that you have to read them. And that positive pressure is something known as stress. And that can turn you into a, developing a wholesome habit. So, so far, if I take a gentle face reading around the room, it seems like most of you are convinced that building new habits which can help you will be a good thing. And they can be cultivated. But the question is, does it take a lot of discipline? I don't know. To me, it takes a lot more understanding than it takes discipline. It needs understanding of laws of nature which we are governed by. What works for your body, what works for your mind. And also realizing that you're not above those laws. So funny story here. I used to be constipated in my childhood and in my teenage years. I kind of went every day but I still felt that it was such a chore. I just didn't want to go. My mom was constantly after me to drink more water. And I never liked that because I also felt that drinking water was a chore. Somebody told me one day that in Hindu mythology, there are these devas and gods which don't have a body. And I was like, man, that would be so nice. <laughs> All the time, I thought about this and I felt I should not have to do it. I got over that over years and feel really good with my aging digestive system until recently I realized that spicy food, processed food, and coffee are not working for me. But now I'm paying attention. I'm changing my habits. The larger point of this whole story, or this particular part about my childhood, is that it has taken insane amount of time and pain for me to realize that there are laws which govern me and I need to pay attention to them, and I need to follow them. I need to understand them. I need to experiment with them. For example, if I felt lonely, instead of reaching out, I used to feel that I should feel better by myself. Why am I not feeling better? If I overworked and my back got in trouble, then I used to think 
Why is it not behaving the way it used to behave like 10 years ago or 20 years ago? Instead of cutting down on work or working or, on working or taking breaks, I used to be mad at my back of, for hurting. While mine may be a pathological case, I think a little bit of this is in everyone. We often don't understand the laws of nature and we pretend that we are above them. We know that things are not working for us, but we continue to do them. So here's the message for you. Sooner we get interested in the laws of nature, we start experimenting, we will start opening up the doors for ourselves. One more example. On so many occasions when I'm arguing with someone at my work and my job requires me to argue, make a case for something, I want to argue in my style. I want to use my words. I want them to know what exactly what I'm telling, what I'm telling them. And this can happen in personal relationships as well. But I don't use the way in which they will understand, the words which they would like to hear, the words which they will be influenced by. I know it, but I continue to do it. I can't help it. However, more I'm observing this, I'm also coming to a realization that I can make a change. For example, I can smile more often, and that can encourage friendliness. I can ask them about the topic I'm discussing with them. We talked a lot about a lot of things, and we did talk about sleep. So let's come back to sleep. Let's spend a few minutes on this. My idea of sleep changed dramatically a few months ago. And that happened based on my interactions with the sleep coach. I used to think that sleep is something which you have to do. Something which you do at the end of the day when you run out of everything else you can do. And when your body is so exhausted that there is nothing else you can do. What I realize now, and this is not poetic, it's really such a rejuvenating and restoring force which we can use in our lives. One other thing which I got to know is that you need to prepare to go to sleep. I, do, I was doing brushing and flossing my teeth and all those rituals before going to bed. But what I realized was that was not enough. I needed to do a lot more preparation before I go to, go to bed. So what are we talking about? What is the end state we are looking for? The end state we are looking for is when our body is relaxed. Our body is not fighting gravity anymore. It is sinking into the bed. It is sinking into the earth. That is the state we are looking for from the body. And the state we are looking for in the mind is that we are not going to think about any worries, anxiety, problems, anticipation of tomorrow, and any of those thoughts. No more problem solving. We are going to put them away for another eight hours. We are not going to get rid of them. We are going to just put them away. And we need to get our mind to understand that. And I want to talk about a little bit where I was so stubborn with this particular issue that I used to try to think in my sleep and I would get up. And many of you may have experienced this when you get up a little bit earlier than you wanted to because your mind wants to think, oh, this problem, that problem, I want to solve it this way. Why is not this not happening? Why is this, that not happening? And you want to solve that problem even while you were asleep. And that leads to a not very good sleep. Once I realized it, I got some of the routines from my sleep coach and some of the routines which she told me about were there is a bedtime yoga and there is a bedtime meditation. If any of you are interested, I can send you the links. 
it's like seven minutes, 10 minutes kind of deal. It makes such a difference. And now when I'm sleeping, I get up. If I have done those routines, my sleep is significantly better. My wake up is significantly better. One other thing she suggested was writing down the names of the people who are going to come up in your worry the next morning, not the details about what happens to them and, and what you do with them, just the names. And the more I did it, I stopped having those worries about those specific people. There are a lot of things which we can do where we can improve our sleep. In my case, I use a night mask, I have a CPAP, I have a tooth guard, <laughs> I'm all geared up for sleep. But it is paying off. I'm not saying that it is same thing for everybody. What I'm trying to say is that sleep is a, such an important factor in our well-being that you need to think about it. In fact, even mattress. Whenever we have gone to purchase a new mattress, I have lied down on the mattress for two, three minutes, even five minutes to feel how the mattress feels. I'm going to spend a lot of time with that mattress. And in that mattress store, it does feel awkward while I'm doing it. And that is the point of my entire talk. Whenever you try to develop new habits, it is going to feel awkward. It is going to feel like you are not having a good time, but it is going to lead to good results. And that's the tax you should be willing to pay. Since we have a little bit of time, I would like to do one more interaction. And if you can turn to each other or on the Zoom chat, if you can turn to another person in the room or you could write down your thoughts. Let's think about maybe one thing, maybe two things, maybe three things. What is the one, two, or three things you are not doing today or you have done in the past but you wanted to restart, which could help you with your feeling about your stress? How are you going to transform yourself through those activities which you're going to do? So I'll give you a couple of minutes before we end. 